right. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Raising Confident Athletes in the Digital Age. This is going to be a collaboration podcast between Soccer Club Feltsway Wanderers FC and oh. Jeff Levin. We're going to be touching on the different struggles um, this generation of kids are facing in, like we said, this digital age, this unprecedented times, which obviously now have been exacerbated by the global pandemic we all just experienced. No question about it. No question. I appreciate you having me on. I've got my Fellsway Wanderer gear going here. <laughs> so it's a uh, rainy Thursday morning in uh, New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, just to start this out, I'm, uh, I'm a 65-year-old professional life coach who started as a school teacher in the 80s. And when Catherine mentions um, the, the, the cultural changes, all of which have been topped off by this global pandemic in terms of how they've affected children, how all these cultural changes have affected par us, parents, everybody, but parenting. Um, I just want to give a brief introduction, if I might, about what I've seen. And the way I talk about all of these <clears throat> cultural changes is, is as follows. And a lot of this was before you were even born, Catherine. But in, 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 in this country, in nine, 1994, uh, O.J. Simpson, who was a professional football player, was accused of murdering his ex-wife and I think a kid. I can't remember the details. It was, it was 27 years ago. And I was a young man in my late 30s or 40s or whatnot. And it, it just struck me as the beginning of some new epic in American cultural life. Um, the guy was being chased in a white Bronco. It was on the news live from helicopters, LAPD. And there was a, a long trial. And one of his head lawyers was Kim Kardashian's father. But what I'm getting at is it, that was the beginning, at least for me, of, of a feeling that things were getting surreal and hard to understand. And then in 1999, two kids in Colorado shot up their friends in a school, Columbine. And then, you know, one, there was a terrorist attack in Manhattan. Two buildings went down. And since that time, there has been what I call the bombardment to where we now have COVID, of course, but unprecedented political divisiveness and a bunch of grownups who can't get along. This is, if, if I'm a 14-year-old boy or girl, my perspective is grownups can't get along. They can't solve problems. They lie like, it's no, like there's no tomorrow. There's global warming, which is no small problem. The West is on fire. Um, there is an opiate epidemic that's taking, still taking countless lives, which has lost its front page news because there's more sensational and awful stuff going on. For a second, what's really okay. interesting about all of that is that you, Jeff and I over this podcast are obviously going to offer two very different perspectives, right? I'm just a 20 year old, uh, woman versus you who's seen things change but from the kid perspective this is all we know right. that's all I've ever seen and right. that's that's an interesting layer to it right we don't know any different 100% and we we want to your presence on here is is really valuable for that perspective and I'd like to get 
some other young people on here and parents and wanderer community. And, and we need to have this conversation because numbers don't lie, Catherine, right? The suicide rates up 60% pre-COVID for people from 12 to 25 in the last 14 years. The numbers don't lie. If you interview teachers and coaches and even parents when they're gonna be honest, people are gonna say, yeah, the way we grew up was entirely different. And we were essentially, and I didn't finish my list of the overwhelming, I call it the overwhelming tragedy list. And that, you know, things that are overwhelming, we don't wanna talk about, but we need to. Um, so just to finish that list, and then I'll make the, the other point I was getting at. The opiate epidemic, the phones, you know, everybody I know except my dogs and cats are distracted by the computer in their pocket. Everybody I know. So, you know, when you go out to eat, if you go out to the loft in Andover or wherever you want to go out to eat, where I was the other night, there are families, all of whom are looking at a device, they're sitting there at dinner. I'm just trying to grab my phone and everybody's doing this. So, there's a breakdown in all the things that matter in terms of creating confident, connected, happy boys and girls. There's a breakdown in everything that matters, and we're not talking about it. And it's a very unpleasant conversation. But if I were just going to get on here and complain about how the culture's changed without offering solutions, I wouldn't do it. So we're going to get to solutions, right? For, for sure. Um, but the, the, as all this impinges, there's one point I want to make. There was, uh, there's a phrase in the study of psychology called the holding environment, right? Which was coined by a guy named Winnicott, who was an English psychoanalyst in the 30s, 40s, 50s. And he said, look, if you want to raise a healthy little baby girl or boy and have this little one-year-old grow into a happy five-year-old, 10, 14, 20, launched, right? All you have to do is create a healthy holding environment which is a term that comes from a, a mom or dad holding a baby, right? But the holding environment in this culture from all the crap that I just mentioned is dangerous. It's not safe and kids know it. But the point is the adults aren't talking about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you raise a good point, right? There are things that no one really wants to, wants to talk about, but I think if we do, you can't solve a problem until you recognize there's a problem, right? That's right. If if you were on Zoom with me and there were rodents climbing the walls behind me and I, I said, hey, good morning, how are you? And you see rats, mice, snakes, you know, you'd say, Joe, geez, they're not talking about the rodent problem up at Levin's house. <laughs> and, and I think it's an apt metaphor. You know, I... Over July 4th, 180 people got shot in this country, yeah. shot dead. 400 and something were wounded. Wh wh where are we? Yeah. What kind of a nation is that when I'm 10 going to soccer practice in Tingsboro and I'm hearing all this stuff in some way and the adults aren't acknowledging it? So the biggest point I could make is we this podcast to me is really critical because we have to acknowledge it. And once we do that, to your point, we can begin to solve it. We're not going to solve global warming and, you know, in the Wanderers soccer club, right? But you have a hundred and something families that love their daughters and sons and want them to have the same opportunity that baby boomers had and Gen Xers had to, to, to enjoy life. We were all given a passport to enjoyment. Yeah. Right. And kids pick up on these things, right? Even if 
you don't want to talk about them and they're the issues that are kind of unsaid. Kids are smart. They know that something isn't right. They know that these things are happening. So then if you don't address it with them, it only makes it worse. That's right. A good holding environment. You know, if, if a little baby, and this will maybe sound pedantic or, or unrelated, but if a little baby is crying, have you, do you have little siblings for whom you've babysat or ever took, taken care of an infant? Yeah. You know, if a baby's crying, you, you, you know, you, you say, what's going on? You, you, you assume that something needs a clean diaper, doesn't feel good, something's going on. Um, to ignore a generation of kids who are growing up with five or six massive geopolitical problems that, I mean, the survival of the damn planet is on the line because the grownups can't seem to agree on what kind of sandwich to order in a deli, let alone whether we're going to tackle these problems. Yeah. And the, and the divisiveness is unbelievable. Yeah. So the first solution, if you're listening to this at home, is to acknowledge these, this set of issues just to yourself and to your kids, to your, to your partner, if you're still married, it, and, and talk about how it feels to be a kid today and talk about the pacing in your home. I think one of the ways people have reacted to all this nonsense, because we haven't dealt with the nonsense, is to just try to make sure that their son or daughter is okay, to a fault, that sometimes parents are overprotecting, preparing the, the road for the child instead of preparing the child for the road. There's a lot of that. So I've suggested two things. One, acknowledge the new bombardment culture. Acknowledge it to yourself, to your husband, to your wife, to your partner, to your mother, to your kids. Talk with your kids about what it feels like to go through COVID. And secondly, take a look at the, at the overscheduling problem. When we were all kids, you, you know, you're a Gen Z person, so maybe you were yourself overscheduled and have no perspective on this, but it's a psychologist nightmare that kids aren't given the time to think about stuff and just play and hang out and learn how to resolve conflicts and do all the things that we all had a passport to do back in the day. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's really important to recognize the differences in how maybe you grew up versus how your kids grow up and recognize that, you know, this is hard. This isn't, Everybody has faced, each generation will face different struggles, but I think it's important to recognize how unprecedented this all is, right? And now, like, thankfully, I grew up, I'm 2001, um, so I kind of grew up without the technology, but now we even have kids who are just getting iPads shoved in their hands at, at the age of two, and so that's completely taking away that whole um, creativity and teaching kids to entertain themselves and all that. And obviously there's also down the line that leads to the addiction to technology. And unfortunately the internet's not necessarily a safe or healthy place. No, the internet is a fire hose for a little six-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, even 17, 18-year-old developing mind and developing identity. It's a fire hose of, even if everything on the internet were safe and palatable, 
which it isn't, even then it would be too much. You know, if the internet were ice cream, it would be an endless supply of, 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 of sugar, of ice cream, of stimulation. But unfortunately, it turns into pornography. It turns into awful imagery. It turns into uh, a need to feel admired on Snapchat, a need to feel connected. Again, it's a psychologist nightmare. If you want to grow up and have an opportunity to get to know yourself, which every philosopher, psychologist, and poet says is the name of the game. You know, that you grow and you, you get to know who you are. And you get, to, you, get to, you get to find a way, God willing, to become, live a life that's congruent with your passions. But it's childhood interrupt us with all these phones and with the notion that the grown-up community isn't talking about the overwhelming tragedy list. So again, I don't want to dwell on all this because there are things that we can do without question to create a holding environment in our individual homes, right? One, again, acknowledge this fire hose to yourself. What what does it feel like to raise kids in 2020 with all this crap going on? What is it like? Talk about it with your mother, with your father, with your partner, like I said. Talk about it and talk about it in an age-appropriate way with your kids. Hey, how do you? How are you guys doing? How are you really doing? We we want steak for dinner. No, wait a minute. What we we want to talk, Dad and I, Mom and I. We want to talk to your kids about what it's been like in COVID. Let the it's called mirroring, Catherine. Like let the let the kids know that you you are a mirror for them. You see that they're super stressed out. Talk about all this stuff. That's. We're late to the game, but we've got to get into that into that space where we acknowledge what's really going on. Yeah, and I think something we try and do specifically at Fellsway Wanderers is give kids a sense of community, give kids adults that they can look to in our coaches and even just the parents at the club to see that they have a support system and give them like two hours a day or whatever it is, a couple hours a week away from their phones, connecting with their friends, developing as human beings. And that's something we really focus on is putting the player first, right? So. 100%. I mean, when I first talked to David Cudmore, I forget how we connected. I, th- I think it was through Mike, the fellow that owns the gym in Chelmsford. Uh, I could tell David and the other guys were real interested in the whole child. This wasn't about soccer and let's develop great soccer players who make us look good by going to play in college. No, it was about the whole child. And that's why I chose to get involved. And I've, I've met with a bunch of parents and a bunch of um, teams and kids. And I'm hoping, um, you know, as the next season rolls around to be more heavily and more regularly involved. But I see this podcast as a kind of a, Paul Revere thing. We remember Paul Revere, right? Yeah. The British are coming, the British. Well, the bombardment is here. It's not coming. The, it, our kids are really in a mental health crisis. The culture is rapidly becoming poisonous to the proper normal development of a happy little kid. And the, the 250 parents in the soccer club if they become interested in 
hearing the Paul Revere, Catherine, Jeff warning, we want to talk to you. You know, I'll give my contact information at the end of this. Um, But I'd love to hear an email, a phone call, or a text from any parent that sees this and listens and says, you know what? I want to get involved because Catherine and Jeff Levin can't solve this and create, you know, a, a space for 130 kids to learn how to do that and find their passions and manage their phones and deal with global warming. It's got to be a community effort. Yeah. So I think, like you said earlier, we want to get as many different perspectives involved in this. We'd love for some of the parents to even come on, give their two cents, give maybe something that they've struggled with or something that they found has actually helped with these issues or a kid coming on, just sharing their experiences and all that. And like we said, it's not going to be, here's these list of all these problems. That's not what we want to do here. But I think throughout the course of this, what do you call it? Series, right? Um, We're going to address a lot of different problems more in depth, right? So going into the technology issue, going into the coronavirus, all that stuff, and then proposing how we can help the individual. And let's define the problem. I mean, for me, I see a generation of kids, Gen Z kids, who have outcome fever. They're terribly focused on the results of what they do instead of enjoying the journey of being a kid, right? So maybe that would be the most seminal way that I could define the problem. We're all too busy. We're all fractured by phones and the overwhelming tragedy list. We don't have a ready vocabulary and lingo with which to discuss all this. But those are the words I use, outcome fever, overwhelming tragedy list. Yeah, I think to go off of that, it might be like almost an oversaturation thing as well, right? Because even in our personal lives, we have so many things going on. But then if you look at the news for like one second, you're met with like these, say, what did you call them? The seven tragedies, right? There's so many issues that we have to deal with and they're not simple. It's not just one thing. No. And you're met with so many almost seeming insurmountable issues that you grow up around. So. I and, think and, but, but hearing this from a hearing this from a well-intentioned, articulate, lovely twenty-year-old young lady like you is important to get young people on this podcast. You know, um, uh, my friend John Broderick and I interviewed two kids in New Jersey, president of the senior class, captain of the hockey team, all A's and B's, going to Michigan, going to Northeastern. And, and Eli, one of these kids, and I can share the video, actually, with anyone who wants it. It's on Google Drive. So if you email me, hey, can I see that, that video you made? But the kid Eli says, look, we all get on a train. We don't know where the train's going. We didn't lay the track. We can't get in the, in the, you know, the first car. We, we're not the engineer, but we go to school every day. We work, 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 work. We don't know where we're all going, why are we all doing all this stuff. And his testimony was really powerful. And I think we should get kids on here, young people on here. Yeah, so to wrap it up, why don't we, let's talk about that. Um, If you're a kid listening and you have a comment, a question, a concern, 
um, you can email that to fellswaywanders at gmail.com. And if you would like to choose to stay anonymous, that's fine. And we can discuss the subject. Or if you even want to come on and have a conversation with me and Jeff, whether that's for five minutes or 15 minutes, whatever, that's great. Or if you're a parent and you want to do the same thing, that'd be awesome. This podcast will also be up on wherever you can get your podcast. So Apple, Spotify, um, you can follow or subscribe to it to be notified when we release a new episode. You could also leave a review, which will help more people find this, which will allow us to help more people, which would be awesome. So if whatever way you want to help, there's plenty of them. Um, feel free to reach out and you can also reach out to Jeff, right? Yeah. I'll give my contact. What's your email again? Bellswaywanders at gmail.com. And mine is Jeff with a J, Jeff at jefflevincoaching.com. Jeff at jefflevincoaching.com. And since I'm so old, I'll also give my phone number 603-496-0305. 603-496-0305. Jeff at Jeff Levin Coaching. I'll and also put that in the description of the podcast as well. So people will be able to find it pretty easily. And, and. I don't like to be the uh, the uh, the darkly clad Paul Revere uh, announcer of, but the 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 kids are in trouble. The numbers don't lie. Um, I've been a I've been a a counselor since 1985, which my goodness is a long time, and I really worry about children. And I think this problem is is eminently solvable. But as you wisely said, if we don't talk about the challenge, how in heaven's name are we going to solve it? And it's solvable. House by house, community by community, school by school. It's, it's really solvable. You know, we, in closing, we have something called the Reconnection Project that where my wife and I, a few colleagues and I are unbelievably psyched about. And we welcome any inquiries and questions like you said. So... The, and, and to review, the two solutions I've suggested thus far, acknowledge it in your own heart and mind with your spouse, with those close to you. This is a crazy time we're living in. And talk about it with your kids. Talk about it with your kids. Mirror your kids. Be there. Hey, Janine, you look really stressed. What's up? Nothing, mom. No, no. What's going on? Kevin, what's up? You look, you all right? You, you didn't do well on your math test. There's better luck next time, son. Make it not about outcome. Mirror your, your kids. Make sure you check in with them. Put your phones down. Have a, have, have a uh, gizmo-free structure in your home. The kids aren't going to like it. And model it. You know, don't, don't, don't be talking to your daughter while you're going like this. Yeah, Catherine, how was your day? What's that? Hold on, let me finish this text. No, be there for your kids. Just the same way, uh, God willing, your parents were there for you. Yeah, so why don't everyone at home listening start this week by just having those hard conversations and we'll come back next week and talk about possible solutions and yeah. everyone's experiences. That would be brilliant. And if we hear from people, awesome. All right, well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks, thanks, Catherine.